What's going on, Breakthrough Success listeners? Mark Berti here. And with the lifestyle that we want to develop, income is certainly a big part of it. And there are a lot of people who have money blocks. If you feel like you want to hit a certain income and something is stopping you, that's what we are calling a money block. So in this episode, we are going to talk about how you can overcome some of the money blocks in your life so you can hit your income goals. Our guest who joins us today is a psychotherapist, best-selling author of nine books and a professional speaker from Northern California. He has reached over 200 million people around the world with his practical methods and his work has been translated into 47 languages. Some of his bestsellers are actually New York Times bestsellers and he spoke to big companies like Microsoft, IBM, Coca-Cola, Dell, Bank of America, Google, Wells Fargo, and hundreds of other successful businesses and organizations. So our guest who joins us in this episode is none other than Jonathan Robinson. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's going to be fun. Jonathan, it certainly is a pleasure to have you on Breakthrough Success. Money blocks, those are an issue that a lot of people face. And I feel like there's a tendency for people to think they hit a ceiling on their income. And I think that's especially true for people who've been making the same amount or similar amount for quite a while. How do we break through a ceiling like that and overcome some of the blocks? Well, first, let me tell you that, you know, I faced those blocks in age 28. I was living in a van and I decided I wanted to become a millionaire in three years. So I read all the books, I took all the courses, and I failed. It took three and a half years, but um, I still managed to be a millionaire. And I had certain preconditions. I never wanted to do a project or anything that I didn't feel my heart and soul were into. So one of the things I did was I looked at what do I associate money with? And that's a good question to ask your viewers to that's ask. question. What do you associate money with? And I associate it with hard work, selfish people, um, uh, taxes, and uh, being unspiritual, which looked pretty devastating. That's why I had no money, you know, because I, I was a very spiritual guy. I liked to meditate. I didn't like to work hard. Uh, so those associations were pretty much putting me in a box and I couldn't get out of it. So I decided to change my associations. I asked, well, what's really important to me? And that's a good question also to ask, what's, what's truly important to you? And I said, well, what's important to me is uh, kindness, uh, love, good relationships, taking really good care of my body. And then I, I wrote actually how more money could help each of those things. You know, if I had more money, I could spend a couple hours a day meditating. If I had more money, I could treat my wife really well. If I had more money, I could take the best supplements. Now, I'm in my 60s now, but I feel better than I've ever felt. And that's because I have the best supplements. I have a great trainer. I have a great wife. And money did that. But most important to me is I've been able to give back. And I take 20% of my income and I support causes that I like. So when I really realized that money could make the life that was meaningful really better for me, not you know some rich asshole guy mm. that I didn't care about, but you know my life better, then the money started to come in. And um, you know, 
I have a question for you, Mark. If you needed, I don't know, a huge amount of money, let's say 300,000 bucks to save your life, and you didn't have 300,000 bucks, you know, the operation that is needed in two months is gonna cost 300,000 bucks, you don't have it, would you just say, okay, I'm gonna die and that would be it? Or would you, make, would you somehow get the 300,000 bucks? Yeah, you find every way in your power to hit that goal. Yeah, I mean, if, if it was a life or death thing, I'd even consider, you know, maybe I need to rob a bank or something, you know, if it's that important to you. But when you, when you open up your mind to what, what would you do if this were really important to you, then the ideas start flowing in and, and the money starts flowing in as well. And a few great insights. One of them is to... I mean, it's good to explore that scenario again. You've got two months to make 300 grand. And a lot of people right now, they aren't at that level where they could do that. But if you do the exercise and you think about how your business would have to change, how your core offerings, your marketing, how would all of that have to change for you to make 300 grand in two months? That's a great question that could really stimulate some growth and help you break through the income ceiling you may have, the money block, because it forces you to think differently. And another big part of it is what we think about money. And the Bible is just a very fascinating resource when it comes to things like money, because uh, on one hand, you hear money is the root of all evil. On the other hand, you hear that the improper use of money, something like that is the root of all evil. So it's not like money is the root of all evil. It's just like how a few people use it because there are a lot of people who have a lot of money who do a lot of good with it. And I feel yeah. like that's something some people can forget if they are on the side of the root of all evil. So for people who they have these very clear definitions, these very clear ideas of what money is and what it does, how can we change those definitions, rewire our minds so that we are thinking in a way about money that actually helps us accumulate more of it? Yeah, the, great question. The key is to get very specific. So I'm going to assume that a lot of your listeners are interested in either inner peace or love. Is that a fair assumption? Yeah. Okay, good. So then the question becomes, what are 10 ways and you can write this out. What are 10 ways that having X amount of extra money, you know, depending on where you're at, it might be $5,000, it might be uh, $500,000 of extra money would help me to achieve inner peace? Well, I could go to meditation workshops. I could get gadgets that help. I could get a massage every week. I could have more time to meditate. You know, same question with love. How could having extra money help me have more love in my life? Well, I could treat uh, people kinder. I could take my wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, out to nice places, and they'd really be happy. I could uh, be less stressed because I'm not working so much, so I would have more time to be with people. Once you make those really clear associations and write them down on paper or on your computer, you read them over and over again, and you reprogram your head. And that's pretty much what I did. You know, uh, the three years from 25 to 28, I made about $10,000 a year. The three years from 28 to 31, I made about 
uh, $300,000 a year. And I wasn't doing that much differently. Just all these new ideas came into my mind because now I was really motivated as opposed to just thinking, ah, I need to pay the bills. And that's another great point. You have to have a growth mindset because when it's, when anyone says like, I just want to pay the bills, that's a survival mechanism. And that's why you're in a scenario. I don't know these numbers off the top of my head, but I easily say over 50% of people are not prepared for a $1,000 surprise expense. And it is because people say, I just got to pay the bills. And you don't think about, you know, living below your means, investing, saving all the good stuff you're supposed to do with your money, like paying your bills. Like it's important to hear how you describe why you want the income and what it will do for you. Because again, something very minimal like that it sets you up for a very dangerous scenario if there is a surprise $1,000 expense. And then again, with Jonathan's scenario of needing $300,000 in two months because something happens, the surprise expense, a lot of people aren't prepared for $1,000, but there's nothing <laughs> stopping it from being $5,000 or $10,000. So there is this idea of, don't just think about it. Just make enough to get by because you're going to get burned eventually. There is also this idea for some people where if you put in all this time to make the money, you end up like some of these really successful entrepreneurs. Sure, they become a millionaire. Some of them even become billionaires. But a lot of these same people have problem with their marriages because they overcommitted to the business and they didn't develop their relationships. That's not the case with all millionaires and billionaires, but it is certainly something you hear about. So how do we have this good mix of beyond just paying the bills and going so deep into that you burn a lot of bridges? Yeah, it's another great question. You know, think of it like two wings of an airplane. If you have one wing of an airplane that's really long and strong and one wing that's really short or weak, that airplane will go around in circles and eventually crash. And you need those two wings in a human life. You need the ability to make money and you need the ability to stay focused on the goals that are truly important to you, to a life of happiness. You know, I was on Oprah a lot for talking about happiness. I said, the key to happiness is to make a priority in your life. You know, that's simple, right? So if you want great relationships, make a priority. You know, put time, energy, and money into it. If you want good health, put time, energy, and money into it. If you want a good happiness, put time, energy, and money into it. Uh, but if you just get lost on the money, or if you just get lost on meditating on inner peace, then you're out of balance. You're like a plane with, with one strong wing, one short wing. Eventually, it goes around in circles, crashes, and that's not good. So I ask people, which of those, which of those two wings in your life are, is probably weaker. Is it the money manifestation or is it the happiness and love manifestation? And most people can answer right away. And I say, well, work on your weak wing, you know, work on your weak leg. And when you have two wings that are in balance, then you have liftoff and uh, you have something that can soar. 
And I love the airplane analogy. I just do want to bring another point into focus. When we're talking about something like money and relationships as those two parts of the wings, then you do want to figure out what your weak wing is and build it up because those are two areas that you want to be successful in. This is different from addressing all of your weaknesses and turning those into strengths. So if you're really good at, let's say, sales and phone calls and podcasting, but you're bad at copywriting, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to become a better copywriter. You just address your strength, you double down on it, you delegate the copywriter. So when it comes to really big stuff in your life, like money and relationships, then the airplane analogy is just beautiful, but I don't want people to... And nothing with the analogy. I just don't, I just feel like some people may feel like I got to develop all my weaknesses and turn right. them into strengths, but you really do just have to focus on the core areas that you want to have in your life. Although one, one uh, strength that I would recommend for everybody is get good at getting help from experts and, uh, and delegating what you're not good at. And I could see, you know, I read your book, Podcast Domination, which is great. And you know, I don't know anything. I have a podcast called Awareness Explorers where I interview uh, people like the Dalai Lama or Byron Katie, people who are spiritual leaders. I'm always asking them for their best techniques. And because they've given me their best techniques, I've been able to establish a lot of inner peace. You know, so if you're, I, I was a suicidally depressed teenager, so inner peace didn't come easily, you know. So I found people who, uh, did know how to find inner peace, stole their methods, used their methods. Um, when I'm not good at something, I find somebody who's good at it and I delegate to them. And that way I can once again have a, a simple, happy and balanced life. And it's interesting you mentioned your experiences as a teenager because a, a deeper topic, something like suicide is, it really affects people when they're in that spot, they know someone in that spot, or to hear a lot about it. And I feel like it's those types of issues that can really have a big impact on people's money blocks. Like it's one thing to say in our previous example, like I just want to pay the bills. It's another thing if you're juggling like a suicidal thought or something that dark in your mind or a feeling of no self-worth and those are just really hard things to grasp on your own and then we're talking about like let's boost the income let's do this stuff so for people who maybe they have those deeper thoughts or going through some really deep stuff in their life how do we continue to elevate ourselves? How do we get through those money blocks with all of this other stuff happening on the side? Yeah. Well, yes. Great questions, Mark. Um, you know, luckily the information's out there. If you're in enough pain as I was, you start to look for the books or the people who can help you because getting your own act somewhat together is necessary uh, you know, on a plane, they say, if, uh, if the plane oxygen masks go down, put your own oxygen mask on first before you put it on your kid. Well, why do they do that? Well, because 
if you if you're gone, <laughs> if you pass out, you're not going to help your kid. You know, if you if you're really depressed or you have suicidal thoughts, you have to get the books. You know, I have a book called Find Happiness Now that has all the best methods for overcoming depression and stress. You could probably get for three bucks on Amazon. You know, um, so the information's out there. And you just have to say, okay, this is where I'm at. Uh, and this is my task right now. We all have a different task. You know, uh, I'm in my 60s. My task is to not get the virus, you know, because people my age get die. Uh, so um, if the good news is that once I went from a one on a one to 10 scale of happiness, you know, really depressed to a two, things felt amazingly better. You know, I was still depressed, but we measure our life by progress. Mm. So the fact that I'd made some progress gave me hope. And a lot of people, they don't have hope and hope is really useful. Even just a little bit of progress in the right direction can really get you going. And um, when I saw that I could go from one to a four in a year, I said, wow, I wonder what's possible. You know, life might be really, really uh, amazing by next year, you know, because I had made a lot of progress. And I think progress is just the most appropriate word for not just people getting through their, getting to uh, break past their money blocks, but also people are in these really deep situations and circumstances. It's progress to plan something out. It's if you want to be self-published author and that's how you want to make your income, it's progress to write 50 words. And when you keep making progress, no matter how big or how small, that's going to start setting you up for the right path and getting out of any money blocks or like stuff that you're just dealing with like circumstances anything like that i know each person is different which is why it's just harder to articulate but when we really think about progress that is certainly what it comes down to and jonathan i know you help people who want to overcome their money blocks and know you're all about helping people have their progress have happiness so I'm going to give you the opportunity to plug. We'll throw all the links you mentioned right now in the show notes. So let's hear just some of the places we could follow all of your work. Well, I do have a website called findinghappiness.com and people can get my 10 favorite happiness hacks there for free. That's findinghappiness.com. And then um, I have uh, courses on uh, a website called skillshare.com. Ah, Skillshare called Writing a Bestseller uh, and a course on overcoming your money blocks. And those courses usually, you know, they're are close to free. They're like five bucks a month for Skillshare or something like that. Uh, people can look up my name for my course at Jonathan Robinson. And um, people can contact me. I like helping people. And luckily now I have money, so I don't have to necessarily uh, charge people. If, if people reach out, I, I uh, return emails and try to help people. 
I mean, that's a lot of great resources. Skillshare is definitely a really great resource uh, for people who want to learn. It's very affordable, lots of courses. We will throw all those links down in the show notes. Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us on Breakthrough Success. Thank you listeners for joining us in another episode. It was a pleasure to have you guys on the show. Thanks, Mark.